welcome to desi return diaries embracing home again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to india i'm your host avinash pedi here to guide and inspire you on your desi return journey hello everyone welcome to another episode of uh, desi return diaries Uh, this episode is a little bit different. Uh, in this episode, we are not interviewing any guest uh, about their uh, return to India journey. Uh, instead, uh, in this one, I am just uh, going to touch base on a uh, few frequently asked questions more related to the, on the finance part of the relocation uh, and just uh, give my own uh, personal perspective on these uh, situations. Uh, before we dive into that, uh, just a quick um, legalese. Uh, so this is for information only. Uh, please consult uh, with your CPA, uh, financial advisor, uh, tax planning or tax um, uh, in terms of making decisions. Um, this is uh, to provide uh, for the information sake. Uh, with that, let's get started. Uh, so the first common question that uh, people typically have is, what to do with uh, their financial uh, institutions such as banks credit cards uh, even the ones that they brokerage accounts that they use for stock tradings options and so on um, so do they still want to maintain it or what should they do uh, when they're moving out of us uh, before we start that i just wanted to take a step back uh, and make sure that you freeze your uh, social security right i mean you know uh, the credit his uh, credit uh, so that nobody can misuse it so you can uh, freeze the social security with the three credit bureaus so that uh, it's secure and nobody misuses it while uh, you're not paying attention to that when you're not living in us um, and there is a simple process that you can follow online uh, to freeze your uh, credit score uh, with the three bureaus uh, so please check it out and make sure that you do that so that way people don't use your social security number for uh, wrong purposes now uh, going back to the bank accounts um, my personal recommendation is to consolidate your bank accounts to one or two and uh, keep it active uh, while you're not living in us uh, by keeping the minimum balance required um, you know making the uh, some transactions whether you you know move some money from checking to savings account or um, you know transfer some money to your friends account like a zelly and then getting it back and so on just so that the account remains active and it doesn't become dormant um, so that way you're keeping the account active in case if you have any uh, checks that you're getting or from tax refunds and so on right i mean it's a good idea to still maintain the accounts that's the first thing however i would consolidate the accounts to one or two accounts that you can maintain and keep an eye uh, because you're not using them regularly um, this is more when you need them um however uh, keep in mind uh, in order to access the accounts you know from a security perspective from an online access uh, you need to have the ability to have um, you know one time password access on your phone or on your email uh, typically people who been moving out of us um, can port their phone uh, number to google voice which is economical and best way uh, because you don't there is no recurring charges that you have to pay on a monthly basis there is only one time 20 dollar fee that you have to pay to port your number uh, 
to a Google Voice number, so you still have access to your phone number where you can still get calls, um, you know, uh, the messages and so on on the Google Voice app on any phone while you're living outside as long as you have an access to the Wi-Fi or a data you can reach out or you can make calls to us or receive the calls as well as uh, you know the messages with that said since this is a vivo ip based phone not all the financial should recognize that as an actual phone and had security measures where they can't send the otp the one-time password for you to access your financial account so with that in mind it's always a good idea to test it out um, you know while living in us so you can create a google voice number and try to see if that financial institution would allow to send an otp to those google voice number you know which you can still access via email and so on uh, to see if it's working if it's working then it's great you can transfer or you can uh, uh, put your phone number to google voice and you still have access to that without paying a recurring monthly fee uh, the other option is you can check if you have an option to receive OTPs on an email instead of a phone number. Uh, so that could be another option so that you can still access your financial institutions. Uh, the second one is uh, regarding the credit cards. Um, I think it's still a good idea. It's my personal opinion to have a credit card um, that does not have a foreign transaction fee. Um, which can benefit or which can be helpful when you are traveling outside of you know India or the place that you're living in um, and uh, you still have to do some foreign transactions so um, I think it's still good to maintain um, you know from a trade history perspective from um, the benefits of the credit cards um, you know uh, from that perspective it's still good to have a credit card um, that you can have access to and you can maintain and you can pay off um, so from my perspective it's still a good idea to uh, maintain a credit card as long as you can um, the other one is regarding the stocks uh, brokerage account it's up to the individual personal choice uh, keep in mind uh, especially when you are uh, trading or when you are uh, doing stocks and options and so on um, you do have to file taxes and without uh, being in us when you are uh, depending on your uh, you know whether you're a green card holder or citizen and so on uh, you don't have to file taxes if there is not anything right i mean as a resident a non-resident alien or something outside however if you trade i mean there is a money that is withheld uh, by the brokerage accounts as a non-resident alien and you have to file taxes to claim those money um, so you still have access to these uh, kind of stocks from other brokerage accounts in other countries so it's up to the personal choice whether they still want to continue to trade uh, the stocks and options um, through the financial institutions based in US. Um, so that's a personal choice. Now, uh, moving on to the retirement accounts, especially the 401k accounts, IRA accounts, Roth IRA accounts. What to do? Do we want to contribute after we leave? What should we do? These are like another common questions that you uh, hear from people who just moved here or thinking of moving back to um out of us uh, and this is my personal um you know choice of the way i looked at it um so first of all um you know when somebody is starting in their career um, there are some employers uh, who do match uh, 401k contributions uh, for example some employees does five percent six percent ten percent you know so on i mean it's just a, a percentage based on your contribution that they would also contribute so from my perspective 
if there is an employer matching contribution um, benefit that you have please go ahead and contribute that amount at least because otherwise you're leaving money on the table so if an employer matches five percent of your salary contribute at least five percent of your salary to your uh, 401k uh, fund so that way you can get that matching and then the five percent of that money uh, would be uh, coming into your 401k account which you don't get unless you contribute it the second uh, after that matching depending on your personal situation depending on the tax planning and so on uh, it still could be advisable to uh, contribute to either a 401k which is a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k uh, 50 percent here 50 percent there and so on i mean depending on your planning depending on your financial situation and so on uh, you can make the decisions uh, on how you want to contribute so when you are thinking of moving back to India, uh, uh, for example, uh, what to do with the 401k funds? You can still definitely leave the funds in 401k employer-sponsored program itself, or you can roll it over to another regular IRA from any of the financial institutions. My recommendation is at least uh, if you're leaving the money uh, in the uh, 401k account, at least transfer them from the 401k account to an IRA account um, just because of the options that you have available to invest in different funds uh, is much more uh, uh, much more options uh, much uh, wide funds stocks that you can have available uh, in in a non-employer 401k plan as well as the cost uh, is much less uh, you know uh, compared to like the uh, the employer sponsored 401k plan the expense ratio of the funds are much higher uh, in the employer sponsored 401k funds compared to the other IRS like Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, 3D Ameritrade and so on um, which you can uh, uh, provide more flexibility in terms of the funds that you can access to and also the expense ratios that you have to pay uh, for these funds. In terms of uh, you know withdrawing the money uh, that is definitely an option if you don't have any plans to come back or if you don't see your children coming back or whatever reason right i mean you just wanted to get it done you don't want to uh, keep that in your mind about some funds living uh, living in the us accounts uh, in that case uh, there's also like some tax planning that you can do uh, keep in mind uh, depending on how long you lived abroad and when you return back to india there is this status called rnor residents not ordinary residents in which you don't have to pay uh, any taxes on the income that you earn globally uh, during this period um, so this can be valid for two years or up to three years depending on when you move back to india so and that would be a good time to uh, you know withdraw uh, the funds because then you don't have to pay taxes on that funds in india because this is like a in that special status uh, you will pay the penalty which is 10 percent penalty and also the income tax based on the total income that you're earning so you know which could also be beneficial even if you're withdrawing let's say if you have um, 50,000 in your 401k fund uh, let's say you withdraw 25,000 on first year and 25,000 second year so let's say you have the RNR status for two years so you don't pay any taxes in India you might pay only the penalty which is the 10 percent of the 25,000 and then the whatever the tax bracket that you fall in for the total income that you have to pay which could still be beneficial than what you would have to pay when you're in a higher tax bracket uh, 
So, you know, definitely there could be some tax planning uh, if you're trying to withdraw and plan it. But keep in mind, if you are withdrawing money outside of the RNO status, like, you know, let's say you're withdrawing on third year, fourth year, fifth year, uh, so that you're keeping it below certain thresholds, so you don't have to pay taxes. Keep in mind, you have to pay taxes for that income in India um, because you are no longer in an RNO status and uh, that income would be uh, taxed. The other option that people do is, uh, you know, rolling over instead of from a 401k to IRA, they might roll it over to a Roth IRA. Um, again, you know, it could be beneficial if you have the funds in US and you're coming back because Roth IRA, you know, you don't pay taxes on the earnings of your contribution, right? So you contribute uh, certain money, whatever the growth. Um, so let's say you contributed 10,000 and it became 100,000. Uh, you don't pay any uh, taxes for them from the withdrawal. So this 90,000 that that was gained, uh, you don't have to pay taxes. That's the beauty of the Roth IRA. Keep in mind, the Roth IRA is only recognized in US. Uh, it is not recognized in India. So in the future when you're withdrawing the money and if you're living outside of the us it's considered as an income and it could be taxed uh, as per the income and uh, uh, not recognized as a Roth IRA money so keep that in mind uh, when you're planning uh, for rolling over uh, your IRA funds to Roth IRA you know because it could be beneficial to roll it over when you are in this RNO status but in the future when you're withdrawing it it might not get the same benefit as you would like if you're living in us because this is like Roth IRA funds so keep in mind plan right accordingly um, uh, and depending on your personal situation whether you want to withdraw leave it there and let it uh, grow uh, it's up to the personal choice there the other uh, common questions uh, that uh, i see is about social security benefits who qualifies for it can a non-us citizen or a green card holder still be eligible to get uh, social security benefits while they are not living in us and so on so the, for the first one who is qualified for getting the social security there is a, a long list of uh, you know requirements but primarily uh, it's a person who has worked for um, uh, you know at least certain time to earn 40 credits uh, you get about four credits per year so you're talking about approximately like you know 10 years of uh, work life uh, to get a uh, 40 credits again you know each year is a calendar year uh, so and you need to get certain money to get some number of uh, credits um, so typically it's uh, if you worked in us for 10 years and you contributed for uh, social security you'd be qualifying for social security benefits and uh, when you get the benefits is when you retire and you know it could be like an early retirement or late retirement and that determines the social security benefit and how much you can get uh, you can see all that information on the social security ssa.gov you can do all the calculations how much you contributed and uh, assume that you don't contribute anything in the future like you put zero dollars and see how much you are expected to get once you retire early retirement late retirement all the calculator calculations are available on the website please check it out uh, to see how much uh, money you can expect based on your contributions um, to the social security plan keep in mind you know future nobody can knows the situation of the social security um, but this is based on the knowledge of what we have right now you know what you can be qualified so the next question is um, can a non-us citizen or a non-green card holder still be eligible to receive the social security benefits while living outside of the us absolutely yes 
if you qualify and completely meet the 40 credit requirement irrespective of your residence and irrespective of your uh, citizenship because there are certain rules between different countries you would be eligible for um, the social security um, benefits um, that would be available uh, even if you're living in india you could still get the social security benefits um, as per the current guidelines um, that was suggested by the ssa.gov a lot of information is available in the comment section below uh, please check it out so you would still be eligible, uh, but the money that you get uh, would be taxed as a as the income. Um, so the bottom line is you don't have to be a U.S. citizen or a green card holder to get uh, the social security benefits while living outside the outside the U.S. Uh, I think that's all, folks. Uh, this is just my personal uh, perspective of these commonly asked questions. Uh, feel free to reach out. Would love to hear your feedback and any questions that you might have. You know, feel free to comment uh, i would be looking at it and uh, answering those and uh, you know thanks for watching uh, hope um, this information is helpful and uh, subscribe to the channel thanks have a great day